Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. In today's message, nothing feels as good as discipline. Nothing feels as good as discipline. I, you know, a lot of times people might get the sense that I'm approaching these podcast episodes from a place of superiority as if I already have all the answers and have everything figured out. For those of you that might not know me well, or maybe even those of you that do, the last 10 years of my life has been a major roller coaster ride. I have done many things that many people when they hit their 30s have never done. Um, you know, I have, and I, uh, there, I'm not saying this for ego. I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm framing what I'm about to say. I'm about to poop on myself. <laughs> so I've gained experience now at this juncture of my life that I don't think that many even business professionals get until their 40s or 50s. I've dealt with various trials that most people will never have to deal with in their lives because of, you know, my aspirations, but also the positions I've put myself in and the people I've gotten close to in the past. Um, You know, it's just, I've been through a lot and I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. I've started multiple companies now at this point. And... What I've found, and I look at my spiritual life, I was raised in an evangelical church and was very close to God and then went to college and walked away, as many people do, to the point where I was almost an atheist. I was very angry with Christians. And then I came back to God. I've struggled with everything from substance abuse issues and alcohol and almost a failed marriage and just many, many you know, failures in business and the end of a decade-long career and just, dude, I could sit here and go on and I, I don't think I'd remember or have the time to recall and talk to you guys about everything. I've been through a lot. And so what I'm talking to you guys on this ink out on this podcast, I'm often speaking from a place of, hey, I've made this mistake many times <laughs> and I don't want you to make this mistake because <clears throat> I think you can display intelligence learning from your own mistakes because a lot of people don't even learn from their own mistakes. But I think wisdom comes from learning from the mistakes of others, seeing, oh, Billy put his hand on the stove and now he's screaming and crying. I don't think that I'm going to put my hand on the stove now. That's wisdom. Intelligence is putting your hand on the stove and getting burnt and never doing it again. And stupidity is going back for more a couple months later because you forgot. Right? And many people do that. Many people go back to the stove. Even I go back to the stove uh, sometimes. So winding all of our way back to how I opened the episode, nothing feels 
as good as discipline feels. Nothing feels as good as discipline feels. I find myself, um, you know, especially with, and, and you guys know I'm very transparent on this this podcast. Especially with my relationship with alcohol, I'll go three or four weeks without touching a drop, and I'll feel like I'm on top of the world, and then I'll drink. Why uh, an event? a holiday, and, you know, people look at me and think that I have this ironclad, bulletproof discipline <laughs> um, that I never make mistakes, and that's that's the farthest thing from the truth. And there's a couple other areas of my life where this, this tends to happen. And um, every morning when I wake up, after I've had a couple beers or a couple whiskeys or whatever else, I am always like, man, I feel so much worse than I do when I stick to the game plan. And maybe some of this for you is food. Maybe some of you struggle with sex. You're not in a relationship, but you get lonely, right? So you meet strangers and you have sex with them. I was just talking a kid through this the other day. Now a kid can't stand to be alone. So he's got to get on Tinder and Bumble and all these other apps. And he's desperately trying to find a girl to... And the thing is, is he's not like a sexual deviant. Like he's not like, oh man, I need some, you know what, tonight, man. It's like... He doesn't want to be alone, and I think his love language is quality time and physical touch. Well, what's the best way to get some quality time and some physical touch, baby? And, you know, we were just talking the other day about how he wakes up in the morning next to this stranger, and he feels so, because he's a Christian, too, and he feels so terrible, and he's like, Mike, it sucks sometimes going to bed alone at night, but he's like, I always feel good in the morning. How many of you are struggling to put something down that needs to stay down? You know, I kind of think of it like I've got this and you guys know how much I love animals. And I just thought of this metaphor, but it's kind of like I have this dog that's like bit my kids now twice or three times. And I love the dog and I don't want to let it go, but... I probably need to just take it out back and old yeller it. You know what I mean? And I could never do that to it. It would be, I, I don't think, unless a dog was attacking my child, I don't think I could kill a dog. But I have a very close bond with, with dogs and animals in general. But you guys understand what I'm saying. This, you know, for some of you, and myself included, there's certain vices that we have where it's just so hard to put it down. You know, it's always been there. It's been there for you. It makes you feel better in the moment. It's a stress reliever. It helps with the loneliness, helps with this, helps with your mind. You know, some of you, it might be weed. Some of you might be alcohol. Some of you might be other drugs. If this guy passes, I thought this guy was running this bus. I would have chased him. I would have chased him down, pulled him out of his car, and beat him half to death in a parking lot. 
Um, dude, he's right up on the bus. Like, he's on the bus's ass. It's ridiculous. What's this guy look like? Of course. A little weirdo. <coughs> um, you know, some of you, it's like the kid I mentioned before, it's sex with people that you're not married to. Some of you, it might be pornography. Some of you might be gossip. Gossip. I found myself yesterday, I was I was gossiping. It was me and Brent and Jeremiah uh, sitting around outside and we were looking up. That's how we spent our Memorial Day. We were sitting around looking at each other's rap sheets <laughs> to see uh, you know, what our criminal history looked like and what it had to say about us. And um, I found myself... I don't gossip often, but I found myself like I, I remember in the Bible it says like it's like a sweet morsel in your mouth. I found myself talking about somebody else that's going through something that's pretty well known, and uh, I felt bad. I felt really bad. I actually stopped myself mid sentence, and I said, "I shouldn't be saying this right now. Um, I'm not a gossiper. That's not something I struggle with." And maybe for some of you, it's that, you know, because I know people that thrive, live, live for gossip, live to be in the know, live for it. I got to tell you something real quick, just pausing. I feel much better today than I deserve to feel. It's crazy. God's very good to me. when I don't uh, deserve it. Um, So anyways, I'm going to take a sip of my old energy drink here. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed with myself. Um, you know, I just uh, kind of got off my systems and procedures. It messes with me. When you get, when you become highly, highly disciplined, um, and maybe this is obsessive compulsive, but if I have just one bad day, like I did, I, it's, I don't know, it was Memorial Day. I didn't do anything yesterday. I did work out. I got that done. But, you know, then I just kind of sat around all day and drank beer. It wasn't like I went out and partied. You see, that's what happens when you get closer, more and more disciplined and closer and closer to God. Even the small things now are unacceptable. You know, I just, how many people in America sat around drinking beer yesterday and then are going to do it again today and then every day this week? You know, I did it one day and I'm like, I feel guilt and shame I feel very unhappy with myself that I was unproductive yesterday. You know, there's a lot of work around the house that could have gotten done. The chicken coop needs cleaned. There's a lot of work on my businesses that could have been done, uh, and I didn't do anything. And I know that's, you know, people close to me would say, dude, Mike, every once in a while, it's oh, you're, you're good. <laughs> you could take a day. I can't. I can't. I can't take a day. You know, if I, I, I think at some point uh, at the end of the summer, 
Um, I'm going to get everything set up to take three days and not go party. Like, literally get a cabin in the woods with my wife and my kid and my dog and leave my phone at home. Like, have no cell phone. Like, if you want it, if it's an emergency, you could call Geneva. But I think I'm going to take three days because I do think rest is important, but I wouldn't call sitting around all day drinking beer with rest. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, that's that's what I was thinking about when I woke up this morning feeling like crap and puffy. You know what I'm saying? You wake up puffy. You guys wake up real puffy after you have some alcohol. It's terrible. It's the worst feeling in the world. I'm like anxious for no reason. Didn't get the best sleep. I know I didn't get much REM sleep, deep sleep. Um, and I was just thinking, man, and as, as I was, I was sitting there trying to read Psalms, and it's it's it messes up my ability to connect with God in the morning too. Like I'll just sit there, and my eyes are skimming over the Bible, but nothing's. <laughs> the elevator's not going to the top floor. You know what I mean? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say, but oh yeah, it affects how, you know, how I get close to God in the morning too. It affects everything, you know, and I was just sitting there you know, just skimming with my eyes thinking about nothing is, nothing feels as good as discipline feels. When you wake up in the morning and you did everything you needed to do the day before and you excelled and exceeded your own expectations and you got a good night's rest and you're ready to attack it the day again and do it all over. There's nothing better than that feeling. And there's no better uh, catalyst for momentum. So there are people on this podcast listening to me right now that have no idea what that feels like. I didn't have any idea what that felt like for the better part of eight years of my life. Eight years of my life, I was in a culture where it was you drank almost a high-pressure sales, 100% commission. You drank every day. You took other drugs like Adderall and Ritalin and Vyvanse to you know, stay focused. Everybody. You partied every weekend and most Thursday nights for like eight years of my life. And I can remember when I finally really started to clean my act up and get very disciplined. I started to feel really, really like I was like, dude, I woke up anxious every morning because of alcohol. When I cut alcohol out, I can remember my first big break from drinking was July 2020, where I went a month and a half or longer, maybe two months because I almost blew my life to pieces um, without consuming any alcohol or anything else. And I like, first couple days were weird. And then after that, I'm like, dude, I started waking up at 3.30 in the morning, wide awake, feeling on top of the world. And I'm like, what? what is this? Am I manic? Like, what is, what, what is what, what's this feeling? Why am I not anxious over nothing? Why am I not puffy? Why am I not tired and craving some kind of substance to wake me up? Why am I not? And then I realized, oh, you're not poisoning your body anymore. Your body 
is now running optimally. And there are those of you out there that have never experienced full optimization. And it's not maybe that you're drinking every night, although many people do. It's an alarming amount of people drink every day. An alarming amount of people drink every single day. In fact, this is how I know, because people talk about, oh yeah, I didn't drink for two days last week, and people are proud of that. (laughs) Oh yeah, last week I didn't drink. It's like, oh what, the whole week you didn't drink, not one thing? Wow, that's very impressive. What are you going to do this week? It's like people are like so used to drinking every single day that like a week without drinking is a monumental achievement. And it is, that's great, but does it compound? You know what I mean? Does it carry over into the next week? It often doesn't. You know, some of you, it's the food that you eat and how you treat your body. And some of you, you know, some of you have no idea what it's like to be fully optimized. What it's like to be fully, truly optimized. And waking up and feeling sharp and on point and mentally clear and in the zone. That's why I'm saying I feel much better today than I deserve. I I certainly was very anxious, uh, but I did an extra long cold plunge, um, like 10 minutes long today, like really suffered, like dunked my head six or seven times, teeth chattering, had the quitting conversation five or six times and thugged it out. But many of you have no idea what it feels like to be fully optimized, and some, some of you do. Some of you do. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you know exactly what it's like to do to screw up one day and wake up the next morning and literally want to crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know, it's I've got to do some introspection. Is it a habit to just you know, anytime I mess up, I don't like to just, oh, yeah, okay, let's get it's all right, we'll get it tomorrow. I like to kind of dig into and figure out, like, why do we mess up? If we feel so good doing the right things, why do we go back? Well, then I think about that, that proverb, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. And we're all fools, you know what I mean? We're all fools and we are in the flesh. I cannot wait to get rid of this body and this earthly mind and be free from sin and vice someday when Jesus comes back, man. I can I cannot I cannot wait. It's a war. Like every day. Every day. And you know, when you see these, there's a couple guys that I believe are truly about as holy as it gets. You can just see it in their faces, right? Um, just like Orthodox priests that I've seen on in Eastern Orthodoxy, and I have some uh, fundamental qualms. <laughs> uh, they're just some like more icon worship and, and things like that. But um, you see these guys. And all of these super consecrated Orthodox priests have this 
war-torn look in their face. Uh, And I get it now. Because I can't imagine how hard it is to be. And nobody's good. But relatively speaking, as good as those guys are. Because, and I can remember my dad, who's pretty much about as on the straight and narrow as you could possibly be. And I see the same thing in my dad's face. Um, you know, my dad would never touch, like all the big obvious ones, my dad would never do. Alcohol, drugs, cheating on his wife, sweat, he never really swears. You know, he's, he's watching, very careful about what comes out of his mouth. You know, my dad's about as good as it gets. You know, and I'm not just saying that because he's my dad. Like, he, for real, like, people are both terrified and in, in, in awe of this man. And I can remember him telling me that, like, when you start getting rid of the bigger things in your life, it just uncovers the medium-sized things. Like, when you get rid of, like, alcohol and stuff like that and pornography, well, now you're like, okay, now I'm looking at the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm swearing. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm talking poorly about others. Okay, you get rid of those things. And now it's just like a general heart attitude. You didn't do or say anything, but you had a not so great attitude about something. And it just, it just, it gets harder and harder. It's like the microscope. It's like you go through looking through binoculars to just your regular eyes to now a microscope. You know, it's like, oh, you look clean through these binoculars and then I get closer to you and it looks like you jumped in the mud and you, you wipe the mud off, you wash the mud off. And I'm like, all right, let's take this microscope and we take a little swab of your skin and put it under my holy smokes. Look at all this bacteria. Look at these creepy crawlies like that's bro. That's exactly what it's like. You just get more refined and more refined and more refined. And these holy men that are so close to God, they literally look like like the thousand-yard war stare. Because I can't imagine how difficult that is. I can't imagine how badly it hurts them to make a mistake. It hurts me. I can't imagine how badly it hurts them. And you can see in their eyes... I almost want to say like a perpetual state of sorrow in their eyes. Truly. You guys ever seen somebody like that? Like a really holy woman or man that just looked constantly sad. And it's like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of joy there too. Obviously we're called to be joyful, but you know, I could always read through people's eyes. I can look in somebody's face and know right away what's going on with them. I don't know, man. All this goes to say, because I'm pulling into the gym, this has been a lengthier episode. All this goes to say is I don't even know. (laughs) Nothing feels as good as discipline. Nothing feels as good as doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to be doing it, how it's supposed to be done. Nothing feels better than that. Nothing, no food, nothing you could put in your body or do to your body, no amount of sleeping in and all these other things. Nothing feels better than being disciplined. So that's the message. All right. Hey, listen, good episode today. I love you guys. 
I hope you all have a great week. I hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.